This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 40 of the War Vessel Radio podcast. Really excited about this episode, not only because of the topic, but also because of the number. 40 episodes, uh, it's exciting to me. 40 is a significant number, uh, biblically speaking, um, and it's a reminder of a season. Um, there was 40 years in the desert, uh, and in Judges, it talks about 40 years of peace, 40 years of uh, bondage, and there's these contrasts that happen, and so... I'm at episode 40 in the War Vessel Radio podcast uh, lifespan thus far, and it's also been, as of yesterday, or actually no, two days ago, um, when I first came to Ellerslie last year, uh, and the Lord really began stirring so much of the truth and um, just awakening my life to the full vigor and vitality that's in Christ. And so it just kind of feels cool to have it, to have it been a year to have started this podcast. Um, and then to be at episode 40 today. And then with the combination of the topic in which I'm going to be talking about vessel in this. So we talked about the warfare, uh, war, the soldier of God idea last week, and we really only scratched the surface of, I think, how far that could go. Um, So maybe there'll be more development to that as time goes on. But anyway, last week we talked about that warfare side of it. This week I want to talk about the vessel part of it. And for me, this is the element of the name that I'm most attractive to, that I've latched on to the firmest, um, that I get the most excited about. I can visualize this side of the war vessel part of it. And it's kind of where I put the emphasis on uh, this name, this concept of war vessel. You know, the war part is kind of just like an adjective. It's just describing the vessel. And and so that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about today. So very excited um, for all of the above and how the Lord has been stirring and moving and just uh, working in my life over the last year. Um, And I hope that he's been just stirring and working in you guys over the last year, whether through this uh, podcast or not. I just pray that the power of Jesus has been moving and changing and transforming all of your lives. So today we're back in 2 Timothy. Um, I want to start down in chapter 2 again, uh, starting in verse 14 and going to 22. And so I'm going to read that section quick, and then I'll begin pulling apart my thoughts out of this and seeing if I can finish this podcast on time without going over, because there is a lot here. All right, so starting in 14 of chapter 2 in 2 Timothy. Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself, approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 
But shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness, and their message will spread like cancer. Hymenaeus and Philetus are of this sort, who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past, and they overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal, the Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor and sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the name, who call out, who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Okay, so there is so much uh, in those eight verses. I believe it's eight, if I could do math. Um, in those verses, and I just want to talk. Uh, man, it feels like I'm drinking from a water hose just looking at all this and some of the thoughts that I'm stirring. Um, but particularly pertaining to vessel, there's a theme here, and there's this idea that we are to be, it says in 15, verse 15, we are to be diligent to present, he's talking to Timothy here, but in the grand scheme of the church, we are to be diligent to present ourselves, approved to God, workers who do not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So this, there's this idea of, in Christ and through the power of Christ, we are to be diligent in our lives to be presenting ourselves approved to God, worthy of the work that we've been calling to, um, and as workers that do not need to be ashamed, but are rightly dividing the word of truth. So there's this idea of preparation, of being diligent, of um, of being a... Uh, I'm trying to find a good... What am I thinking of here? A good word... Um, being worthy of the calling, I guess, is one way of saying being a worthy worker before the Lord, approved before the Lord. Um, and then 17 and 18, it talks about Hymenaeus and Philetus who have strayed concerning the truth and they're sowing lies within the church and are actually misleading and misguiding the faith of some. Uh, and I want to jump down to... 20, because this is where the main, 20 and 21 are where the main portions of what I'm talking about today is, and that's because we get into this idea of vessel. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. And so we're getting into this idea of vessel. And the Greek word for vessel is skuos. Um, and according to Blue Letter Bible, it is this idea of vessel, implement, uh, household utensils, uh, domestic gear, and tackle. Um, it can be the tackle of a, an armament of, of ships, of boats. Vessels is another word they use that. Um, specifically pertaining to sails and ropes. And then metaphorically in the Greek, it, Greek, it is a, a reference to a man of quality, a chosen instrument. And then in a negative sense, an assistant in accomplishing evil deeds. 
and um, and Greek uh, philosophy, this idea of soul was attached to this idea of vessel, the skuios. A vessel was um, this word skuios was a was a metaphor for the human body in the Greek, um, because they saw the human body as being a holder um, of the soul. And if you really want a good uh, explanation of this and looking at the Hebrew idea of soul and the Greek idea of soul and how they're not the same, um, I would highly recommend going to Nathan Johnson's series, Soul Drift. It's part eight of his Soul Drift series, and that is on the daily, that's on Ellerslie's Daily Thunder uh, podcast. You can look that up anywhere. Um, and the episode number is 847 out of all the Daily Thunder episodes, but specifically, um, it's part eight of Nathan Johnson's Soldier series, and he gets into this idea of the Greek um, soul and our and our body being a vessel, and the idea of what our soul is, and how God views our soul, and how the Hebrews actually identified the word soul and what that means. And I don't have time to get into that, but I thought I'd throw um, that out for you all if you're interested and it's super it'll change your theology or um, maybe not change it but it'll give you a lot to think about and so I'd highly recommend that so anyway there's this idea of body um, as attached to this word as well in the Greek Um, and I think we all get that Paul is alluding to that that we are to be uh, vessels of God. And there's this idea that people can be vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. First, it says in 20, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Um, So we get this idea that there's vessels of gold and silver and also wood and clay. And so there's different values there. um, But even wood and clay I, sometimes I feel like I've read this and I've read gold and silver. Those are the vessels of honor. Um, and then there's wood and clay, and those are the dishonor. That's not necessarily what I think Paul's saying here is that any of those four elements can be used for honor, and some of them can be used for dishonor. Uh, and then 21, he goes on to say, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, talking about that dishonor, if anyone cleanses himself from dishonor, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master. And Paul uses, uh, this is the word for Lord, uh, useful for the Lord, prepared for every good work. And so as I was thinking about what this means to be a vessel, we are we're to be carriers of Jesus Christ, tools for Jesus Christ um, to and to be used for Jesus to use us in and through his power, and he is to work in and through us by our submission and surrender to him and obedience to his spirit. And so there is this idea of conforming to the will of Christ, that we become these vessels of honor, um, and we are to cleanse ourselves from dishonor. When we first come to Jesus, we are stooped in habits of sin um, of the old man, and we've been set free from that in Christ, but there's all this baggage that actually 
needs to be cleansed. And Jesus is willing and desiring to stoop down and cleanse us of that if we submit to it. And it's really tough. Um, Just this week, I had to do some confessing and repenting over the weekend. um, And there was, I called on some accountability guys uh, for nothing dramatic, but things that I had recognized that were holding me back in my life. And so I needed more accountability than just confession before the Lord. And that was, it was difficult to be like, man, I have these issues in my life um, that need to be dealt with. And through the Holy Spirit, I could realize I was receiving forgiveness and receiving um, healing from from the Lord. But in order to create an added level of cleansing, I needed to go to brothers and be submitted to them and experience their love and truth in my life to to grow. And that's necessary. That's how we become sanctified for Christ, that we will become vessels for honor. And one of the ways I was thinking about this, and this is kind of a difficult um, metaphor or analogy to use, if you will, but um, all of us have, I think, favorite utensils in the kitchen or favorite, you know, it's our favorite mug that we love to drink coffee or tea out of it's our favorite cup our favorite water bottle or if you're in my family each of my family members seems to have a favorite spoon or utensil that they like to eat with and they prefer to eat with and it's kind of like what i'd consider their vessel of honor um it's their chosen vessel and i think all of us have experienced this where we we want to go use that mug, you know, I, I, I'm doing homework or something, and hey, I'd like a cup of tea or something, and so I go to get my mug, and I find that it's filthy dirty for some reason. I don't want to use that mug, even though it's my favorite mug. And now there's some there's some problems with this analogy. I'll admit it's not perfect. Uh, for example, I could just go clean the mug. It's probably me who left it dirty in the first place. But if we were to use this analogy in looking at God, God loves us. We are his chosen vessels as Christians. We are implements for him to use and to delight in. And he desires to fill us with all of his goodness, to drink out of us, to pour us out um, over and over again. That is his desire, is to just be fully engaging and using us to the fullness of how he created us. And part of that is he desires to be cleansing us, and we need to be obedient to being cleansed. Now, so what I was thinking about this is, imagine I'm a sentient mug of Christ. It is my job to bear the liquid that Jesus wants to pour into me. And because I'm sentient, um, I'm almost picturing like a Beauty and the Beast moment, you know, like with a teacup that's alive. Uh, Because I'm sentient, I decide to run outside and run through the barnyard and get all filthy dirty because it's my right to do that. And, you know, as a, as a vessel of my own free will, I have chosen to get all mucky and dirty, uh, and covered in gunk. And then I come back and I sit in my spot that Jesus normally comes and takes me and Jesus comes to me and I am a vessel of honor. I am in, I have been crafted by Christ to be used, but I have just dishonored myself 
and I'm no longer a vessel that is worthy for the task of eating and drinking out of because nobody wants to eat and drink out of a mug or a spoon or eat out of a spoon or a fork that's been run through the mud or through the barnyard or, you know, is it's been dirtied, it's been dishonored. And Christ doesn't want to use dishonored vessels. He wants to have us be vessels of honor, vessels of glory, things that reflect him. And that doesn't mean he's unwilling to use us if we're dirty, but he's going to want to clean us. And we that's where this idea of the sentient mug, we have to be willing to be cleansed. He won't, he won't cleanse us unless we are <clears throat> confessing and repenting and recognizing our need of him. And then he is so gracious and good to over and abundantly wash us and tenderly bring us to the sink and dunk us under the hot water and scrub us clean and now we're a vessel of honor and that's a continual cycle in our lives but so there's this idea that we need to be submitted as vessels for Jesus's sake and be prepared for every good work and so this is a diligence thing where we are to be analyzing our lives through the excuse me, through the lens of the Holy Spirit and saying, Lord, how can I be a greater vessel for you to use? And I don't want this to be, I don't want to um, create the idea that this is a works thing. Like I need to do good things and, um, you know, I would be paying attention to what I'm doing and waking up at 3 a.m. and praying for two hours and then reading my Bible for two hours and tithing all of my money. That's not, this idea, I'm not trying to stir up this works idea that this is how we become a vessel, but more this idea of intimacy with Jesus that when things come into our lives and he enters further into us and begins revealing things that need to change in our lives so we can become more like him, that we are like, yes, Lord, scrub me clean, whatever it takes, I want to be filled further with your presence. One of the other analogies I'm thinking of I thought of, and I'm running out of time, is when we first come to Christ, imagine a house. Like, Jesus buys us as a house, and we are we are dirty on the inside. You know, the last resident sin left us. It was like a hoarder house. You know, there's all this baggage, all this junk up to the ceiling, um, and it's just filthy. And But Jesus has purchased us as his house, and he's like standing outside, has just taken the for sale sign off. Um, and he's like, I am going to cleanse this house and it is going to be a temple for my name. And just because Jesus wants to do that doesn't mean the inside is perfectly cleansed. He sees it that way, but there's this, we need to be submitted through our lives to having him come and he comes in and he cleans out the foyer and it is sparkling clean and spotless in that area of our life is fully submitted to him, and he lives in there. And then he moves deeper and deeper through this mansion of our lives, and he goes room to room, and he starts cleaning stuff out. And that is kind of the picture of this idea of vessel, that he is going to be sanctifying us throughout our lives and just moving, starting with the outward part and moving inward, digging out these deeply rooted areas of and when I say outward part, I don't mean like the outside, you know, like your clothing and everything. But the superficial things, he's going to start working on these, um, like 
if I swear, for example, and I like to use swear words all the time, he's going to start by convicting me of that and cleansing me of that. And then he's going to move down until I stop wanting to say things like heck or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. And he's going to gradually remove that filth until I, I no longer want to listen to music or watch movies or things that take his name in vain that use filthy language. That's the sanctification process of working inward and deeper and getting down to the little nuts and bolts of our lives that he wants to have become vessels. And I think I'm going to have to do a part two of this vessel idea because there's so much more here I want to get into. Um, So I think I'll plan on that is that we're going to do a part two of this idea of the vessel mindset. Um, Because this is, if I can very quickly before I wrap up here, this is about intimacy with Christ that Jesus, this is all in and through Jesus. I don't want to, I certainly don't want to create this sense that we have to do this. Jesus is doing it all for us. All we have to do is be willing to do it and to be submitting ourselves to it, be reading the word, be praying, allowing the Holy Spirit to scope us out and to detect the areas of our life that need to change and being, yes, Lord, I see that needs to change. It is not of your spirit make me like you, whatever it takes, whatever I need to confess, whatever whatever you'd have me do and be, that is how I want to live my life before you. And there isn't, and that's, it can feel hard and like, but it's not actually hard if we're just, we just, Jesus, it's yours. I give it to you. It sounds hard, but it isn't hard in the moment. And it is the most freeing thing that I shouldn't even say it isn't hard in the moment. It can be hard in the moment too, but the result is Jesus moves in into greater depth and the hardness melts away because we have come into alignment with him and his yoke and he has brought us into a greater depth with himself and it becomes, we recognize how much harder we were living life underneath that bondage than actually walking through it and coming into alignment with him. So I'm going to wrap up there. Hopefully this water hose of everything I just threw at you guys made sense. And I hope it's, um, I hope there's things you can pick out and apply to your life and, um, or maybe not even apply to your life, but just glorify Christ in and recognize, man, thank you Lord for your goodness and for creating me to be a vessel, whether I be of gold or silver or wood or clay, those, it's not the material you're made of. It's the purpose and the instrument because a gold wrench for wrenching on a car is of no use because it's a soft metal. I need a, a hardened ironed piece of wrench, uh, wrench to actually remove a bolt. Whereas gold is better for jewelry or something dainty like that that's just the idea of how i guess what i'm saying is it doesn't matter what you're made of christ has created you and crafted you for a unique purpose and he's going to use you to that fullness when we are submitted to him so here i am going over again and going on and on and on so anyway there'll be a part two to this um so we can talk more in depth uh and thank you guys for listening. Um, appreciate uh, 
all your support, and I hope you have a great week and are enjoying becoming war vessels in the kingdom of God. Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.